Thank you for tuning in to Spiritual Debriefing from First Baptist Church Hawassi, a podcast about Christian men living a Christian life in a very unchristian world. With your hosts, Daniel Meadows, Derek Fisher, Randy Bryson, Jed Harris, and me, Ray Taggart. Welcome to Spiritual Debriefing. We are glad you joined us uh, this evening. My name is Brother Daniel Meadows, your host of Spiritual Debriefing. With me, as always, is... I'm also a host, Randy Bryson. Hey, Randy. And I'm a host. I'm Jed Harris. And also a host, Derek Fisher. After that, now I want to say I'm, I'm the hostess with the most. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm uh, also one of the hosts of Spiritual Debriefing. This is Ray, and uh, I'll be trying to make everybody sound as level as I can for the evening and try to keep keep things good for you guys listening at home. We'll get this going. Oh, and by the way, like it, share it, and uh, add comments and stuff. We could use it. Send, uh, send this out to people you know who you might want to listen to us too. Sweet. So how you guys doing? Great. How was your week? Oh, Peachy, how about that revival? Fantastic. Good revival, man. Long, long revival. Six nights of revival, but it was good. It was good. It's well worth it, I think. Music was awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all those, those drums you guys are always talking about. What drums? The drums. What the drums? drums. <laughs> Such pathetic drums. <laughs> So, so Ray, on the board, clap starts with a C. Yeah, that makes sense. Drum Jeez, start with a, a D. Yeah. I'm going to change them. I'm going to change them. You will. <laughs> I'm going to download some new stuff. So this week, um, Jed is actually going to kind of take over from here and lead this week. So go ahead, Jed. I don't know about leading, but we got a question to go on, I guess. Facilitate. Facilitate. Boy, that's a big word. Well, it's because he has a master's. I do. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? I do. I'm stuck with an associate. <laughs> Boy. Kind of. Kind of. Okay. What's well, that? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know the academy counts as college credits? It does. It does. It does. Didn't oh, make so. it to there either. <laughs> <laughs> They, they called it part-time, too. That was like your lower class. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it didn't count for me. <laughs> but I did get to carry a gun. That was scary for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everybody's going to look at me now. Ready, set, go. All right. Just something that's been on my heart for the last couple of weeks, and it was very hard to put into words. Very hard for you guys to understand where I'm coming from, but simple Christian with our human complexity. So trying to keep Christianity simple? Yes. All right. Which it is simple. It's true, it is. Very simple. Explain that to us then, Jen. Well, okay, let's... See where we need to start here. Uh, let's start with being saved. 
is a very simple fact. So are you talking about sharing the gospel? Just the whole Bible in itself is simple. Okay. We as a human make it complex. I think that's, you know, where some people tend to say that, uh, as they like to term it, religion gets in and makes things really, really complicated. Right. That's where right. spirituality mm-hmm. can be simple. Now, again, as long as you got the right spirituality. That's right. <laughs> but I think I get where you're going. But like to be saved, do you ask God to come into your heart? You're going to take him in. You're going to follow him. Do you want that? It's simple enough that any child can do or an adult. Right. Right? Yes, I mean, kind of. So when you when you say the being saved, you know, we, we've said this and Corey has said that too, where like, you know, we've had that 90s movement of just ask Jesus into your heart and you're saved. Uh, it, 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 it's simple, but yes, I mean, to, to be saved is very simple. And it, and it needs to be in a simple term way as well to understand it. When you get saved, you first have to repent that you're a sinner. Yes, you do. Right? So that's your very first step is saying, hey, I repent of my sins, uh, and, I, and, I, and I am a sinner. And then you need to, you know, you have to, you know, believe in God with your mouth, right? So, you, you know, you're confessing to God that you're a sinner, and you're confessing that he is real, that you're, that you, that you're believing in God, Right? Um, and so, so my very, you know, some, you know, you know, and this is my favorite verse and I've, I've said this many, many times and, but it's over and it's overblown. It's a very popular verse. Everybody knows this verse, but when you dissect it, that's how simple it can be. So John three sixteen is, 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 is blown out of everywhere. Right? Mm-hmm. right. We've heard this many, right. many times. Many people are talking about this. But even, you know, even uh, listening and, and dissecting that verse, so for God so loved the world, right, that he gave his only begotten son. So who, whoever believeth in him, right, that's Jesus. Right. Whoever believeth in Jesus should not perish but have everlasting life. I don't know how simple you can get from that. I mean, that's I mean, I, I mean, that's, that's as simple as as, as you can be, right? Right. And I think a lot of those that we've used are churchy terms, and mm-hmm. I put that in quotes to make it more complex, right? Because we talk about believing, which mm-hmm. that verse does. Uh, and a lot of us that grow up in church were like, "Oh yeah, I believe in God. I believe in God," but it's a head knowledge of belief, and not that true heart belief in who God is and what he can do for you. Right. I'm just going to tell you a little about me back when I I grew up in church from probably the time I was six or seven years old. I can remember going to church all the time. Went to church with most of my family. I looked up to my cousin. Um, He was about three years older than me. And, of course, when everybody in church was getting saved and this and that, you know, I'm standing here and I was like, I'm missing out. Well, I made the walk up there, but it wasn't real. Now, about two or three years later, it was real. And you can tell when it's real. It's not just because you have to have it. God has to come in your heart. You've got to confess all your sins and be there. And, I mean, I've made the mistake of doing it, and I'm not saying that it needs to be simple where you just go and do it. 
it has to come from your heart. It has, the Lord has to come into you. The Holy Spirit, you have to have it. But it's still simple. And a lot of the words out of the Bible and the verses can be simple. But we kind of make up things to go along with it out of our human nature. Right. And, and being someone, again, who was kind of out of the Christian world for a, a long time, and even though I grew up in a Lutheran church um, and, you know, confirmed and everything up until I was a teenager, it still, I thought it was much more complicated than that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even when I came back, and that was one of the things I remembered when I actually started again just reading the Bible for real. And, the, I, and I know the Holy Spirit had moved into me at that point, because, again, as it says, it will help you find the understanding. It's almost like if you read the Bible without the Holy Spirit, it is just words to you. It's just words. You don't, it does not have any emotional meaning to you. It doesn't have any effect on you. You, God has to have come into your heart. And it does say in multiple spots that, you know, he chooses us and he knows who has the heart for it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, and just like you were you had mentioned earlier, I mean, I'd save this meme. I was going to share it around eventually, but just as everyone sins, Christians repent. That's right. That's that's the real difference. <laughs> right. I mean, because that's as simple as you can get. I'll, right I'll throw this in there with along with that. We always hear it's an obedience. It's an obedience act. We basically have to die to ourselves and listen. And I heard a good description the other day as far as that. It said, "God is the one waiting. We're not the ones waiting. God is not necessarily." wanting or or, let me rephrase that we're not ones waiting on god god's waiting on us for the mere fact that we have to make that step and confess that he is lord and that's where the obedience comes in so and you picked that just right out of my notes right there i mean no i got my own (laughs) (laughs) because they're highlighted in blue those are mics no they're blue they're mics you know what you know what (laughs) They sold more than one blue one. <laughs> but no, we have to die to ourselves. And if we if we follow that simplicity, if we can die to ourselves and then read the word and keep us out of it, it is very simple. But I mean, that's talking about stuff that is probably impossible to do, but we need to strive to follow that every day because we strive to follow to be more like Jesus every day. But if we do confess and are, like we've said before, a faddish form, if we do ask Jesus come in our heart and it's sincere, God will give us the Holy Spirit to work towards that. That's Don't, right. The want to. The want to. Yeah. So we use got saved a lot. That's one of those church terms, right? Mm-hmm. And as I've read through Scripture and studied Scripture, I haven't seen anywhere it says, you got saved. You got to get saved. I see a lot of places where it says you enter into a relationship with Mm -hmm. Jesus. And so I think sometimes what we've done is we have changed that terminology to make it easier for us because we're afraid of the word relationship because it means that we're having to put in the effort to spend time with, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I want us to be cautious of, I guess, some of the terminology we use, because I've started noticing that with myself 
teaching youth and stuff. And so I've changed some of the terminologies is I don't say get saved or accept Jesus. I, I say, do you want to enter into a relationship with Jesus? Because that's as simple as it can be. Either mm-hmm. yes or no. You want to enter into a relationship or you don't want to enter into a relationship. And then after you enter into that relationship, then you grow in fellowship with Jesus, right? And right. So, so that that simply means that you don't just enter into a relationship and then you just stop. You've got to grow. You've got to learn. You've got to read. You've got to spend time with and talk to. I mean, it's it's as simple as that. If you want to grow in your walk, you read the scripture and you talk to God. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. So, so I kind of went down to kind of get almost a view of simplicity is what, you know. And I come up with this little one-liner. It says, simplicity is a characteristic of greatness. It means doing what is necessary and remaining balanced. So I think that's about the center of where we're going here is we're doing what's necessary and asking God into our hearts. And he's going to balance us all out to where we need to be more like him. But we have to put the work in to do that after the form of asking him into our hearts. No, I, I think, and it, you know, the, the way Daniel was saying it too, it's a good way to make me rephrase this. Cause when you say you got saved or found salvation or something like that, it makes it sound like you're done as well. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, the, you did, you did achieve the main goal. You did, you, mm-hmm. you know, you, you accept Jesus and, and that he died for you and, and his blood forgave your sins. And, and that does get you salvation in the end, but the, it's not over. That's that's like the very beginning. You've just been given your orders. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to go go to work, go to work go to live work. that salvation. And so it's I you know saying you found Jesus is almost is a better term, or saying that you know again you've drawn closer to Him. And that's why I even find myself more often saying I've returned to Jesus as opposed to being saying saved again. Because I mean again I was. I don't know. I don't know if I was saved before. I don't think I really was because I didn't have that relationship with with Jesus this way. I do now. So mm-hmm. I wasn't saved again. I was never saved the first time. And again, I, I won't be saved until the very, very end. <laughs> so <laughs> right now, I'm I'm dreaming of salvation, but there's a lot of work to do. Yep. So I want to ask you this question, Ray, since you keep talking about being a newer believer, and I thought this was kind of may flow with this topic here, but how does the Holy Spirit work in unbelievers? That's a good question. Um, and, and the reason why I want to ask that is because if our listeners are kind of toying with, you know, is Christianity my way or, you know, how do I know it's God talking to me? And that, that's where I'm wanting to ask this question here. Yeah, no, that, and that's that again. It's a good good question to have because if you are someone who has been even thinking about it, well, that I think is the starts of the Holy Spirit opening the door, opening the window, whatever you want to say. And what do you got to lose by checking it out? Yeah. I mean, it's there's definitely was a change in the way that I perceived the word and understood the word, and it was it was almost instantaneous from when I made the commitment to go back to church. 
and to start reading the Bible, as opposed to when I was younger, where it was kind of forced on me by my family and things like that. I had never truly made the commitment in my heart. Whereas this time around, again, I was in such a low place, I had made this commitment that I'm going to, I'm going to go back and I'm going to, you know, see what this, (laughs) this God stuff is really about. And yeah, I mean, I can remember from the very first days sitting and, you know, reading Bible verses and listening to some Bible studies with my wife and just constantly, I'd be like, what? I don't remember it said that in here. I've read this part before. I didn't remember that it was, you know, that's not what it meant to me before. Yeah. And I don't think the Holy Spirit is is working actively in, in every lost person's life. Yeah. Um, but if it starts starts tugging on you, if it starts speaking to you, I mean, as, as I said previously, I think that's showing you that God has chosen you. He's asking. He's yeah. not going to force you, but he, he's, he wants you. Yeah. And if you if you turn the second you turn, Jesus is right there. He's never left you. He's he's always been with you, even if you're lost. You're yeah. just not talking to him. You're yeah. just not being his friend. You're just you know yeah. you're ignoring him. That's where basically this question was going to go was, do you think the Holy Spirit convicts convicts the non-believer at that point? Because we say as Christians that the Holy Spirit is filled with us at once we ask Jesus into our heart. So where that was going was the conviction. Was the conviction there making you make this choice? So, I mean, there was right away, it was the, the, the realization of, of how you know much of a sinner I am, you know, of all the things and big and small, you know, I mean, that's as, as we heard during revival even, or, and maybe it was the Sunday lesson after it was the, you know, one sin is all it takes. And I, I don't think you could find a single person on this planet who doesn't sin once a day, yeah. right? As opposed to just yeah. one sin, exactly. you know? I mean, and that's that's even joking. That's, that's It's yes. way worse than that. I mean, yes. we are all sinners. We are all uh, every day guilty of it and coming to that realization of it. And then it, it does not saying I'm absolved of it. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm still make mistakes constantly. And Every day, have to say, Jesus, you know, I'm I'm listening. I'm here. Help me in those moments, in those quick seconds. You know, I want you to step in and tell me the right thing, or just make me pause just long enough to realize I shouldn't say what I'm about to say or do what I'm about to do. So, hey, if I can interject real quick, um, one thing I love about this group is that we kind of hold each other accountable, and we'll pull stuff out and call people out and. I misspoke a little bit earlier on being saved um, in that terminology. And Derek reminded me of Romans 10. Uh, It says, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart one believes and is justified, and, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all bestowing his riches on all who call on him for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So that is right. You will be saved. But what I want us to, I think what I was trying to get to is that, um, with that salvation comes with entering into a relationship. Right. And, and when we talk about salvation and finding Jesus, I think for the longest of time, a lot of us, myself included, um, especially when when we became Christians at a young age, it was just to save us from hell, right? 
Yeah. I mean, because that's all you heard about preached, especially when we were younger. Fire it was right. It was fire insurance, <laughs> and so, so like when you were at like when when someone asked you what were you saved from, your answer was always what. What were you saved from? Hell, hell, hell. Right. And so that's why, like, I can't say that. Not, I'm not old enough for that word. H <laughs> e <laughs> double hockey sticks. Yes. <laughs> and that's why, like, I started realizing that, especially working with younger people and students and and kids and and man, even some of the adults that I interact with now too is they use that word saved as in a sense that they are saved from hell, which is true, we are, but it's so much more than just that. Jesus Jesus didn't call us into Christianity. Jesus didn't say, follow me to the apostles and to us just to save us from hell. He did it to have a relationship with us. Mm -hmm. And that's why I changed my mindset in how I approach sharing the gospel with people and that it's not just to save you from your eternal destruction, but it's to draw you into this relationship to give you a peace and a joy now while you're here walking on earth. Yeah, it's your father, right? I mean, you know... You know, a lot of times we hear, you know, you know, God or Lord or, you know, when when you pray to him, now do you pray to him like he's like your father, your dad, right? I mean, we've heard I mean, that many times on another, you I mean, know. Jesus said, Abba, Father. Right. That means yeah. Daddy, Father. Right. <laughs> so, you know, that I think that's what you're trying to touch on is that building that relationship with God that you're saying you are my heavenly father, like you are my father, Right. So, and that's, and that's keeping it simple there, Jed. I mean, yeah. it really is. I mean, you, you simplify things like that where what we know is being on this earth, right? You know, everyone has a father and a mother, you know, and now you're putting that into simplicity in our mind saying, you know, you are my father and, you know, in heaven that you're the creator, um, and you just build that relationship, and you, that's how you talk to him. I mean, it just—I mean, we all talk to Jesus in a whole—you know—all we all all, all of us talk way. in different ways, right? Right. But we do it on our own terms, right? I mean, we do it our own simplicity terms, and that's what I do. I mean, just talk to him on a conversation. You're like, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like even when we share the gospel, though. Like when I share the gospel, I don't. St- don't ask them, have you been saved? Because then they're like, saved from what? What do I need saving? <laughs> because as a man, most of us who are like, we don't need saving. Right. Right? And so I start with, hey, have you ever entered into a relationship with Jesus? And then that makes them go, what's that mean? And that opens the door to explain it. Because if you come out with, have you been saved? That's a complex thought, really. Mm-hmm. Right? It is. Because what do I need saving from? nothing's right. happening right now that I need to be saved from. Yeah, I'm good. Right? Right. I don't know. But, I think the term that we used more when I was young and everything, it was just, have you been born again? Yeah. And that's that's what I grew up and, with. Yeah. And that's John 3. Yeah. I mean, but Nicodemus, the, you know, a Pharisee who studied the law, he didn't know what that meant. <laughs> but if we look at this too, we we can sit here and say Jesus tried to teach us the easiest possible way. 
you know, love your, love your God or love God, love your neighbor as yourself and, and forgive those who have wronged you. I mean, those are his basic teachings for the whole time he was here. So really, how simple could you get? If you go adding to those, it better be the rest of the commandments. But if you go adding to those, that's not what Jesus said. Right. And then, <laughs> yeah. you, I mean, you hit, the, you hit that one. I mean, forgiveness is the hardest thing. Yeah. That we, that we, we, that we make it so complex. Yeah, yeah we do. Because I'm never forgiving that person. He did this to me. I'll never forgive him. I said, oh, sorry. Get over it. <laughs> well, you know. But I mean, if you look at, like, uh, your own life, you know, you're like, Jesus forgave me for what I have done. Mm-hmm. And I heard this on another podcast, and it just hit home. And it's so true. And you always hear that, you know, bad things happen to good people. There are no good people. There are no good people, man. <laughs> you know, and that's what he said, too. And I'm like, you know what? You know, you sat down and just kind of digest, digested that, reflect on that. And I'm like, man, you're absolutely right, man. It's biblical. Like, what does Paul say? Your, your good deeds is as filthy rags. Right. And the picture that paints is, is bloody, disgusting rags. Mm-hmm. Or the good die young. How about right. that one? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's you know, we, and we know that. Not you know, not. I mean, none of us are good. No. No, we're we're sinful people, and that's what's cool about how God just forgives us. That we ask Him for His forgiveness, and and that, and He gives us that command to forgive others, right? And brother, it's hard. I mean, it's so hard <laughs> to forgive, and we have to do it. Mm-hmm. I think also, too, like Daniel pointed out, it's a heart issue. You know, I, I like reading this in here. Uh, it says, um, simple, simplicity of the heart. It's the intention of removing excess from our lives in order to be able to focus on what's most important. So basically what you focus on is what you're going to take to heart. So, of course, when we talk about being saved – it's going to have to get rid of our stuff and let Jesus come into our heart. So that's just about as simple as you can get with your heart. You have to start with that first. Because if you can't focus 100% on God, then, you know, you may be in that fad of today I'm worshiping God, tomorrow I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, I think, I mean... I got, I mean, I was caught up in that too, you know, Sunday, you know, you go to church Sunday and then during the week I, I'm doing other activities that I shouldn't be doing, you know, but I had a buddy tell me last night that, you know, when you surround yourself with good people like we do, and we talk about this all the time and, you know, he kind of just reminded me of that, you know, of the people that you hang out with, the people that you, you know, like we do. We like we hold each other accountable, and we don't have the desires to do what we were doing before in our past. Right. You know. Uh, so I mean, uh, you know, I always grew up with that motto of a kiss. You know, and that's how I got through life was the kiss motto, right? Keep it simple, stupid. So you know, and that's how my mind is. My mind just thinks really simple, and and. 
and that's what I try to do as well. You know, even like I, I had that discussion with you, Jed, when we we're you know teaching Sunday school last week or last Sunday, yeah. just on some of the parables. You can make them as complex as you want to, but when you read them, when you read through them, they're very, very simple. Because we teach in parables all the time to our kids. We teach in parables to whatever we're teaching. Right. You know, and that's the thing. That's what God's you know telling us, saying, "Hey, you know what? This is very simple, man. Look." Yeah. <laughs> it's like I told you, the Ten Commandments, that's house rules. Then we start getting to the parables, and that's how you're teaching. Right. You, and it's the same way I teach my kids. Because mm -hmm. you, you have their list of rules, uh, they're too simple. You give them something to build on, they'll learn. Yeah. Right. That's what we talked about the other night, too. And I'm like, yeah, that's true, <laughs> man. I mean, it's it's very true. So do you think we as pastors have made it complex? I think there's always a point somewhere that some pastor somewhere will make something a little complex. Yeah. But I don't really think it's actually pastors or anybody making it complex. I think it's ourselves. That's what's got to me. I think we you just got to sit back in your own heart and just really build that relationship and try to walk closer to God and get into the Word and do what the Word says, and for like Randy bring up, die into ourselves. Yeah. And that sometimes that that's just almost impossible. So I know there's sometimes like on Wednesday nights that I'll be teaching, or when I get to fill the pulpit preaching, and I see people's faces, I'm like, okay, I think I got a little too deep, right? Because in my study, like when I study to to teach or preach, I studied deep because I want to know more about what's going on, mm -hmm. right? Um, and sometimes I think I, I get too far into that, into the back Greek root and the Hebrew root, you know, and so we, we start taking it off these side trails instead but of just saying, hey, this is... But it all works at the right time, and who's to say it's the right time or not the right time for it? Right. I mean, you, we've got to grow. We've got to dig in and get a little complex. But sometimes it's just the simplicity of it. Yeah. There's the whole meaning. Have you ever been at training, like for law enforcement, where, I'm sorry, here, I'm going to bring it up again. But <laughs> this brings up a good point, too, because, you know, we're very, like, you have to teach us very quickly right i mean we get bored very easily i mean we're so used to just go 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 all the time right i mean uh, you know we have our alert on all the time we're just go 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 and then get our attention it better be within the first five to ten minutes or we're lost already right, right. Or, or we're just going to be like you know daydreaming it's funny because the last church i went to um there was a guy in there that was a business coach and all that stuff and he goes yeah you 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 the law enforcement and the military guys are a little different to teach to mm -hmm. because I better say the point and I better get to it real quick or I've already lost you, right? And so sometimes we have to do that as well because to keep it simple, we need to hurry, get to the point, and be like, this is what he means by this, and this is why. All right, cool. I got it, man. Thanks. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? The next call. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, you're right. And sometimes yeah. that's yeah. how we're that's how I mean that's that's who we are that's how yeah well unfortunately a lot of our life that surrounds us is it's all like fast paced now fast so we've got to get to the point well and it's just like <laughs> this I mean hey we can comment on this podcast 
sometimes we go a little too long and yep. some folks are going man buddy shorten it up man you know what i mean i only got like 20 <laughs> minutes to listen to you you know yeah. or i don't have an hour and a half or whatever that's but right <laughs> sometimes we have to do simple things to get you know and when we talk to people about jesus sometimes we got to go quick get right to the point and be like this is why you do this man right and and there's yeah you're right i don't know because i, I mean you, i mean I'm, I'm i'm trying to tell you too like with your with your youth group out there they have the same mindset as as we they, do. They you do. know, they come from a very very fast pace. You know, so they're on their phone, social media. Mm-hmm. I look at a TikTok or whatever that stuff is for five seconds, and I move to the next one. Move that one. Move to that one. Move to that one. Right. So now we sit them down for an hour and go. I'm going to teach you doctrine in the Bible, and I want your full attention for an hour. That's going to be very, very hard. It's very difficult, it you know, for teenagers because it you got to almost remember where they're coming from right now that, you know, everything's quick and fast and boom, 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 and I want it now. And it, and it sucks. You know, it's the microwave generation. It is. Mm-hmm. And, and so we have to almost change our teaching a little bit to go, here it is, here's the point, and this is why it is. Yeah. All right, man, I got it. Thanks. Okay, next slide. You know, or whatever, next click, or, you know, it, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, right. it, it is, it's like that. You're right. And so sometimes we have to change and, our teaching. Yeah, yeah, and, and I've noticed that, um, it's, it's like, because I've, I've been one of those that I've got, like, if I'm going through a book of the Bible, I'm going verse by verse, here's what it says, right? And sometimes I get too long-winded in it, mm-hmm. and so I've had to, Randy being out there i've i've switched yeah. it um to where now like we probably spend 25 30 minutes on a lesson and then they split into small groups and they can talk questions if they want you know um and so it's not the full hour of just me teaching yeah. anymore it kind of makes me when you said tiktok it's kind of gets your point across they'll still laugh at the next one that's almost the same five minutes later. So you can come right back to it, yeah. but you just can't yeah. stay on it. Yeah, but sometimes they don't even remember what they saw. because That's they, right. They're so fast, they don't, they don't remember what they saw. <laughs> hey, what you see? I, I don't remember now. Right. But, right. you know, I mean, I'm just saying we don't have to, you know, switch completely over 100% to, like, you know, TikTok, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I don't even have TikTok, so I don't even know. My, and, my kids do. but And that's where, like, the small group questions came in for me was – that's so they can go back and hit some of those bigger, like the key points, mm-hmm. right? So, but like you know, some of us are different in the walks as well because, like right now, my walk with God is I want to dig deeper, right? And I want to spend that hour in the Bible and be like, man, what did that one verse really mean to say? You know, sometimes and yeah, and we, and we choose yeah. different. You know, we're all in a different walk with God. All of us are, and, and sometimes we have to realize that as well, like when we're teaching, you know, yep. because I can throw everything at you and I'll walk away. Like I know it in my mind, but did you get it? Right. You'd like, like we'll, but we'll, I don't even know, man, I lost you at the first sentence. We'll throw know? everything at you and nothing sticks. Right. Right. So sometimes we, we can't be like that. Sometimes yeah. we got to keep it simple. Yeah. Yeah. I was going <clears> to <throat> throw out a word that I know Daniel's going to know, but, and you guys probably do too, but uh, um, no, 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 but <laughs> it's, it's just, I have a master's. Simple it's because he's got a master's. No, but it's, I think it's sometimes we go a little too far into the exegesis of it. We go a little too far into the, and that's not spelled with Jesus just in case, it, but oh, it's, okay. <laughs> it sounds like it should be, but it's not. 
but we we go too deep into trying to take a single verse and how does how does this extrapolate to your entire life yeah in right. one yeah. verse right. and yeah. and i'm not saying that there's not a time and a place for that but sometimes it is good to just say this is what this means and for someone who's a new christian too i think it's important to keep it simple you yeah. don't have to get lost in the weeds of trying to understand all the minutiae of all the mysteries of the bible because there's plenty race thrown out big words <laughs> <laughs> you know what that word is so that's good yeah. <laughs> but it you you want to you just need to focus on the important thing is building that relationship with Jesus, yeah. building the relationship with God. And, and that's, that comes from just talking to him every day. I mean, again, he's always with you. He's always right there. You don't, I mean, you're supposed to take some special time and be alone and, and, you know, do that type of praying, right. but also, you know, any time, any moment of the day, you can turn and in your mind, talk to him. He's right there. So I, th I think of it like this, when we first, like when you first started dating your wife, Right, and, and as we talk about the relationship aspect of it to help us kind of keep it simple for us is when you first started dating your wife, how was it? You kept things very basic, very simple, right? You started to kind of get to know each other. Very nervous. Very nervous, <laughs> right? Right. And I'm like, she likes me? That is so weird. And, right. Like... When me and Taylor started dating, like we wanted to talk all the time, right? You wanted to when right. you first started dating, yeah, because you, you were trying to. You wanted to know more. You wanted to know more. You wanted to get deeper into that relationship to know more, and it's the same thing with Jesus. It is right mm -hmm. when we enter into that relationship, and then we want to get mo to know more, and so we start wanting to to dig deeper. Yeah, very easy questions, right? Like, you know, hey, where are right. you from? Like, what do your right. parents do? You know, like, what's your favorite color? You know, for, just stuff well, like that, you know? For, for me, it was, what is your real middle name? <laughs> <laughs> like, the first year me and Taylor started dating, she only knew me by... Um, so, we're digressing. But uh, in, in South Arkansas, when I was down there, um, we were at a youth camp, and I introduced myself to the band. I just walked up straight face and went, Bob, shook hands and walked off. They were like, oh, nice to meet you, Bob. And all week they called me Bob until the last day. I was like, actually, my real name's Daniel. <laughs> and so on Facebook, I changed my name to Daniel Bob. And so that's how Taylor knew me for the first year of our relationship was Daniel Bob. Mm. <laughs> so you lied. I <laughs> took it <laughs> off of there. But yeah. I'm just everybody. I'm just playing. <laughs> what a center. <laughs> No, but I mean, it, you're right. a live omission. Right. No, but you're right, though. That's, what, that's how it is with, you know, just trying to get that relationship. It's simple questions. It's very simple, uh, you know, and, and it is. It's and watching, watching my brother-in-law with my nephew, when you first had kids, what did you want to do with them when they were newborns? You wanted to spend every second, mm -hmm. right? And those babies want to spend all their time with you. Right. And it's the same. Yeah. You know, when we become Christians, we're newborns, we're babies, we're mm -hmm. born again. Mm -hmm. We're born and again. So we, we want to, hopefully, we want to, to spend all that time with our Heavenly Father and, and to get to know Him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it's important to build a good relationship early because it's going to establish it and make it easier as you go. 
So I think that's also a, a problem that you, you see in some people who've been Christians for a long time. I've seen more doubt amongst Christians who've been Christians their whole lives than I see in a lot of people like me who are new Christians who just, you know, this was what I was promised. It's in the Bible. And, and I, I mean, I'm not saying older Christians don't believe it, but they just, the, just from sitting in on some Bible studies with them, just the things that they have doubts and questions about. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with, with it, but I just, for anyone who might be a new Christian or just getting into Christianity, I think it's really important to establish that simple relationship with Jesus and it'll last. I mean, again, going back to marriage, it's just like a marriage. If you don't establish a good friendship with your spouse, it's going to get real rough in the later years because <laughs> that's all you got as you get older. I mean, it's, it, it, that is who they are. Yes, that's your wife, but if they're not your friend, then I, I think that's going to be a real tough marriage. So I'm going to throw the quote out there. First quote, never overlook the power of simplicity. Second quote, since you guys didn't answer. No. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't ask me That's very simple, man. <laughs> that yeah. is. I mean, the simple life is an authentic life. Yeah. That's number two. Yeah. I got more. Oh, you got more? Yeah, later. Yeah. Well, I like that one. Yeah. Simple life is an authentic life. It's a good one. Oh, yeah, check that out. It's weird it's not highlighted, though. Yeah. Huh. I had to write these out this time. But, I mean, some people think of, you know, I mean, like, I pray to God all the time. I talk to him all the time. I mean, right. just, I could be driving, and I'm just talking to him. I turn the radio down and be like, you know what, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to talk to you. And sometimes I say, I just want to listen. You know, that's, that's what I'm working on right now is I'm trying to do quiet time with him for, for me just to listen. Yeah. Okay, instead of me just doing all the talking. Um, I mean, he knows me better than anybody else does. And he'd be like, man, Derek, you're still talking to me. Come on. <laughs> Just be quiet. But Number three. Oh, number three. Here we go. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. God's help is only a prayer away. Oh, there you that go. That is it. That's the one thing I'm trying to teach the students right now is in prayer is that it's not so complex in the way that you have to speak. Oh, no, it you doesn't have talk. to be like, you know, those pastors that are like, right. oh, thy father from thy heaven, and, you know, this and that. Thou thee, father, like, father, 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 yeah, father. Right, <laughs> or Lord and Lord and God. You know, it's just, I it's just. It's a conversation. It's just a every, conversation. Every time I hear people pray like that, Father, Lord, God, I'm like, I think he knows his name, and I think he knows what he is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, they're afraid they're talking to the wrong God or something. Do I got the right person on God, the line? God, yeah, uh, fa Father God, uh, Godfather Jesus, Lord. Well, uh, you know, hey, we get like that though sometimes because, do. like, uh, Pastor Roger on Sundays, you know, he he gets us. I close in prayer, Derek. I'm like, uh, so, I yeah. mean, dear Lord of the holiest, and you know, I'm like, no, you know what, dear God, hey. Yeah. Man, I just appreciate it. Thank you just very yeah. much. And, you know, it's just, it's just like, it's just a conversation with them. And then all it is is a conversation that everyone else can hear. Right. It's all it is. And that's, yeah, that's what I try to tell the, kid, the students is like, hey, just talk to them. Talk to them like you're talking to me. Talk to them like you're talking to your dad. Just talk to them. That's it. That's it. That's as simple as you can get. I mean, that's all prayer is. You know, it doesn't have to be an hour long. It, no. it, it could be two seconds long. Two seconds. It, it doesn't matter. Like, God, thanks for letting me wake up today. That's it. Boom. There you go. Yep. You know, great way to start, by the way. 
It is. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point to make because I, you got to remember, you're not every single day are you going to have 20 things that you need to be praying to God for. I mean, hopefully anyway, otherwise you might be having a real rough patch in your life. But I mean, you can have great mm-hmm. days where, you, yeah, all you got to say is, oh, beautiful day. Thanks, Lord. This right. is gorgeous. Or like right before I'm fixing to read and study scripture, like, God, just help me understand this. Like, mm-hmm. speak to me through it. And that's it. And then I go into reading, you know. Yep. So. Is there a quote number four, Randy? Oh, you want another quote? <laughs> I was waiting on that. Simplicity of all things is the hardest to be copied. Mm. Mm. I don't think that's a very simple quote. That's not. <laughs> Why is that, though? <laughs> because I believe that one kind of spoke to me as far as something we'll just put it at this something can be made but we always want to make it bigger and better so we add more complex things to it to be better mm-hmm. but when you make something so simple that everybody can use it it's just the hardest thing just copy that way you talking about like new vehicles and like engineers or what sure. i'm just joking sure. no, actually, sure. just, like when you said that i thought of the table <laughs> You know what I mean? Like building tables. Yeah. They're simple things to build, but we make them mm-hmm. so complex and so hard. Yep. You just need a sheet of plywood and four by four post and <laughs> you're, right. you're right. You're <laughs> right. You're right. Table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just go to Home Depot and get some two by fours. Yeah. And now we make it where it's like go cut down a tree and let it dry out and epoxy it and mm-hmm. metal work. And... Yeah. Uh-oh. Here we go. Randy is already chiming in. Go, go ahead. Speaking of that, <laughs> he's got a quote about tables. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's he like, probably right, does, build a big table. <laughs> Simple things of beauty can often take a lifetime to master, and just a moment to savor. Hmm. So look at your table, and then now we're done. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're right. Yeah. Because yeah. I sell it. There you go. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> your turn, Jed. I got one. Go for it. Life is really simple, but we insist on making it complicated. Right there. Oh, y'all have the same <laughs> quote? Oh, they're copying notes over there. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I knew Cheating Randy could get, get, get on my wavelength before this was over. Hey, don't be, don't be jealous. <laughs> you got there, Mom. Yeah, Randy, where's your notebook? I, I need to cheat off yours, man. <laughs> well, and I, I mean, it's a good thing again to remind ourselves is that especially if you're trying to share the gospel or you're trying to learn the gospel is again just keep it simple don't don't get too lost into it if if it's your first time reading the bible don't expect it to unveil all of its mysteries to you the first time through you know you're you might just read it you might just read it and and it'll take you the third or fourth time before you read through that chapter, before all of a sudden deeper mysteries start to come out. And there's context that comes from other parts of the Bible. So it's, it's, it actually, I think, is impossible to fully understand the first time through. You could read it front to back, and then if you go immediately back and start it over again, the next time you're going to see connections to in the beginning to later parts of the Bible. There's so many interlacing pieces of it that it, that I don't know, it, you know, it would take a, a supercomputer to understand it all on the say, first time through. You can read the Bible as many times as you want. You won't fully understand and comprehend all of it. But no. back to sharing the gospel, right, and keeping it simple. Look at the way Jesus shared the gospel with people. He spoke to 
things, everyday things in their lives, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we've talked about before with doing different types of ministries and, and speaking to different type of people that, that some of us can talk to and some others can't. And, you know, it's all about what we know and, and how to share the gospel with people, you know. Very simple. Keep it simple. Yes. And go ahead, Randy. I mean, I, you know what? When they told me about tonight was being simple, that's why I didn't bring notes and all this other stuff. Because I'm like, well, me and Ray are going to be simple. We won't bring notes. I'm glad you have a memory. <laughs> but we just knew you'd bring a bunch of quotes. Mm. I got more than just quotes, Daniel. Oh, all okay. Right. But I'm not using them right now. Keep going. Hmm. Keep it simple. When you get too complex, you'll forget the obvious. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Okay. Yep. That's very simple. Well, how I'm about, trying to keep it simple for you, buddy. <laughs> how about this? This might make it a little more complicated. Yeah. I thought you said you want to be simple. I do. You're confusing <laughs> us, Jed. Life is full of mess-ups. You're supposed to fail sometimes. Is a required part of the human experience. It is. Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm not afraid of failing. No, I mean, that's what, like, I, mean, I have some people tell me, too, that, you know, um, when I see something that I want or do, you know, I want something to, I, I can't even talk right now, but hang on. When I see and I have a goal to get somewhere to do something, it might take me many, many times to get there, but I get there. Mm-hmm. And I might fail many times on the way. I mean, just, you know, I was talking to my father-in-law last Sunday night when we were there, you know, starting this wood business. You know, some people need to have everything aligned and perfect and be like, well, I need this and I need that because I don't want to fail. And that's why I told them that last night or Sunday night. I says, I'm not afraid of failing. I'm not. It just makes me stronger because I figure out different ways. Once I fail there, because and I, and I, you know, he knew when I was testing to be a cop. Because, I mean, I, I went and took that test many, many times. It took me a couple of years just to get on. I'd fail this, and okay, what do I got to do different? I failed that. I wasn't afraid to fail. I just that's what I wanted to do, and that's what I wanted to be. Failure is a part of life. It is. We're we're all gonna fail at something. It's part of our spiritual life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It the is. Lord knows that we're gonna sin. Yeah. We're gonna fail. Right. He forgives us for what we're going to do tomorrow if tomorrow comes. You, you as can long have, as we ask. Right. You can plan out everything you want, mm-hmm. and you're still going to fail at something. And more than likely, you're going to fail because you planned. That's right. Right. I mean, what, they went through a couple hundred different materials before they came up with the right filament for the light bulb. There's probably a reason why it's called the Model T, not the Model A. Right. <laughs> I mean, every single thing was... That, that we have, very few of them were knocked out of the park on the first try, mm-hmm. you know? And then sometimes out of failure, amazing things come. Like, I mean, I, again, don't know if it's true, but the urban legend is chocolate chip cookies were discovered by accident. So amazing thing right there was, was came from a failure. So, I mean, it's, you don't, don't be afraid to fail. But I think the, the problem becomes is, again, complexity. We start to make it too complex. Mm -hmm. We start to think of all the things have to be aligned and perfect, and I got to have the right number of this and the right amount of that, and then I'm finally ready to go. But it's it's just like your salvation. Don't worry about that at the start. Just learn the simple part. Learn the simple part, and if you make the mistake, 
you ask for the forgiveness and start right back over. Yep. But it's, it's part of our human condition. Unfortunately, we love to make things complicated because it makes us seem more smart. It makes us seem better. I'm more smarter because I can make this complicated. Or use big let, words. Let me ask this. <laughs> Hang on, Daniel. This is why I went to the wood business. Okay. Because I can make a lot of mistakes and failures yeah. and it just grows on trees, man. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Our sound guy. Come I on. know, right? You're supposed to be pushing the buttons. I cut all those out in post anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so talking about simplicity, what encouragement do you have um, for those who may be making things complex, whether it's sharing the gospel, whether it's in their own Christian walk, what encouragement to help them come back to simplicity do you have? That's tough. Well, I mean... Because we've all, we've all been there. So mm-hmm. how do you go back to being simple? I, I mean, like for me, for instance, how I stay humble is remember where I come from. Right. So sometimes you have to be simple and remembering how, how is it taught to you, you know, and that's what I try to do is depending on what crowd I'm around, right? If we're around the teenagers, it's a whole different approach. If it's around us guys, I mean, cause we were at that men's retreat that, you know, sometimes, you know, we're like, man, there's a lot of men here. We don't know, you know, they, holy as whole, you know, I don't know, you know what I mean? But we still acted like ourselves. We still acted, this is who we are. And, you know, sometimes we have inside jokes and they're like looking at you going, man, did what happened there? But then we tell them, I'm like, hey, you know, this is what happened. But you just got, you just really have to just, I think it just depends on what crowd you're around and to go back to keeping it, keeping it simple and that's for me that 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 is just trying to remember how i was taught i think it's more for just each individual just to keep it simple i don't think i mean if you keep it simple to yourself and it's not really going out to somebody else i mean if you keep it simple to yourself then yes it'll be simple when you're talking to somebody else you can still mess it up but it's just kind of a mindset and a heart set in in the way I feel. I've lost everybody. No, I mean, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to think, too, because uh, sometimes I get intimidated, too, as well, you know, and who I'm talking to. Right. You know, the people that know that book way better than I do. And I'm just like, I get it. You know, I kind of get intimidated sometimes, but I keep it simple to myself. And I'm like, I know who Jesus is. I know what my relationship's like. Um, and I know when I die, I'm going to heaven. And that's how simple that I keep it in my mind. You might know that Paul did this and they did that and they went here and they did all of that. That's, that's awesome. Right. You know, but I, I, I'm, and I'm working on that. You know, hey, you're getting more into the word and more studying and wanting to learn. But I still keep it simple in my mind when I talk to folks like that that are way above my head but yeah and it's like when we we talked about in men's bible study one time is when you're sharing the gospel with people they're not going to know what you mean by first john 4 no 10 says no. that like no. they 
that doesn't matter to them, right? It, it doesn't matter that you can quote where it's from, where it's at, what they were doing at that time, and how many rocks David picked up out of the brook. You know, um, what matters is how it comes across. And I think, at least for sharing the gospel, I know for me, it's all dependent on how open I am to the Holy Spirit. Right, when when I share the gospel, it's it's the Holy Spirit sharing through me, and it's all in that context of where I'm at. You know, depending on where I'm at is is how how simple it needs to be. When I'm talking to the the children's ministry, it's so simple about salvation. When I'm talking to to people who have grown up in church but have never made that decision, it may be a little bit more complex because they understand some of the terminology. We're, we're children of God, right? We're right, taught. we are. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I say that all the time, and I said it probably in the last couple of weeks in Sunday school class. Every time I read through the Bible and you know we're reading through the parables, is that we're almost like teenage kids to God. Right. Right? God says, hey, go do that. No. No, I don't want to. <laughs> right. You know, and and we and we mess up all the time. But when we're sharing the word of God to to people, the one thing that we can't be is just be ashamed of who we are, yeah. right? I mean, hey, we're Christians. Your, we're we're God fearing. Your testimony is the simplest thing to share. That's it. Here's my testimony, and that that's it. And, you know, we tell people if they're in rough spots in their lives, and man, do you want hope? Do you want to feel better? Man, just come to Jesus. That's it, man. That's simple. It's easy. I think going back to what you were saying about how much you allow the Holy Spirit in, I think we had a really good message on revival with that mm-hmm. on like either Wednesday or Friday night. I can't remember which night, but just the Holy Spirit takes over. I want to go back to your, your simplicity of being humble. This, this heading right here says, how do I humble myself to God? And it just brings you back through a little list of kind of what he's all saying here. First, it says, uh, thank God often and always. Thankfulness stops pride from growing. And then it says, confess your sins regularly. Confessing is a reality check as it reminds us who we are. Don't be, re- or be ready to accept humiliations. Don't worry about status. And I told you Sunday, this is my favorite one right here. Have a sense of humor. Don't take everything so serious. Mm-hmm. Just just take it as it is. Listen to others. Ask questions and consider others before yourself. I thought that was a very good list of saying how you can humble yourself to God. And I think that falls in line with simplicity right there it, it may does. be it may be a list of eight things right there but you're sitting here going those are so simple that we can do to, and it'll, then, it'll keep everything else simple yeah. if you do those eight and then my notes ahead of or before that particular set of uh eight right there it says uh willingness to submit voluntarily to christ do you think that's kind of a pride thing? I don't want to do that just because, you know. But in the same sense, that goes along with falling on your knees and talking to God. Voluntarily willingness or voluntarily submitting yourself to Jesus. And that goes through your humbleness right there. 
you know, confess your sins and, you know, be ready to be humiliated because God was. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody did that with him. So, I don't know. That's just a good list. Sorry. No, I wouldn't be sorry, but that's, that's, you know, it's good. Yeah, I don't mean like sorry, guy. I'm just interjecting because it was a conversation a few minutes we ago. We talked about yeah. that the last podcast, too, was the leadership, right? Oh, yeah. one, of the, one of the steps were, you know, be humble. Be yeah. humble. And to submit to a higher power. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's well, almost the same thing. That's very simple. Very what did you say? Volu- voluntarily <laughs> submit? Voluntary submission. Well, it actually goes into discipline of submission, but voluntary, right. voluntarily submit to Christ and to all others in authority. Yeah, that's part of that, you know, dying to yourself exactly. each day. Dying to your sin and saying, okay, I can't do it. It's I, I, have, I will fail. Yeah. I have failed. So... Jesus, I need you to hold me up, hold yep. my hand, and and be there with me to get through this. Because although I'm not gonna, I, you know, that's again, it comes back to the the simplicity of it all. Is we are all sinners. There's not a single one who deserves salvation, and the only way you get it is by is by having Jesus Christ as your savior, as as being your your friend. That's the yeah. easiest way to say it. I mean, he that's exactly what he is. He is he is right there with you he will always listen to you he will never cast you away if you call unto him it's that's how simple it really is i i think as i I was about to say men but i think humans i think that's one of the hardest words for us to take in was submit i mean i i want to just put men but I don't think no, it's just men it. anymore. That's, I think that's it's human. everybody. That's human. Because that, that's where your pride comes right on in. And it just says, yeah. I can do it myself. And we all know you can't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in, there's very few things in life you can actually do by yourself, right? I mean, there are things you can, but if you really look back on it and you know, what we accomplish in, in a day, you might even, you know, Jed might be like, oh, I. You know, got all that hay in by myself. Oh, I didn't know you built that tractor. I didn't know you, you built that trailer. You know, I mean, I, we, I didn't know you the had gas. that air that you breathe is all you. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, there's, there is nothing we accomplish nowadays truly by ourselves. No. Right. And to think that, that your salvation is going to come by yourself either, that's not going to happen. So, I mean, another thing we haven't really touched on that's incredibly simple, I guess we kind of did, surround yourself with other Christians and that's that will make a huge difference immediately if you're if you're not surrounding yourself with people who even if they're all as new christians as you are you're still going to be in a much better position than trying to do it on your own yep so i'm going to throw out another quote this is the motivational one Derek. are you ready for it i'm ready okay trials without god will break you but if you have god it will make you Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard it said once um, in the simplicity of things, uh, going back to that, I heard it said that a lot of times all we need to do is say, yes, God, and then wait for the question later, right? Um, we just got to say yes. Mm-hmm. It's simple. Just say yes and follow, you know, and then 
wherever God leads. Um, but I think a lot of times the reason we don't is because we don't feel qualified to that or right. equipped to that, right? Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons we hesitate to to become Sunday school teachers. That's one of the reasons we hesitate. Uh, we're, we're seeing young men hesitate to follow into ministries because they're like, oh, well, I'm not not qualified for that. I'm not prepared to do that. Man, neither was I when I was 19 years old. <laughs> but, but over the years, God's per, like equipped me into it. Right, and, and so I mean, the the apostles weren't qualified when Jesus first called them. They just said yes and followed. Yeah, yeah, they're they, just like they, us, right? Twelve they kept ordinary it, men. They kept it simple and just said yes and followed, and then God equipped them as they went. Right, God does not call the prepared; He prepares the yeah. ones He calls. Yeah. Amen, Ray. <laughs> yeah. Equipped. Close. Same difference. It's the same difference. Yeah. What happened over there, Randy? Uh, you like hurting? Did you pull a muscle? Were you, you working out today? Or? I think so. I don't know. Will you rub my leg, Jed? <laughs> <laughs> no. That was a simple answer. <laughs> hey, hey, I just asked you to listen to others. <laughs> Be compassionate and kind. Consider others before yourself, Jed. No. I like this one. Simplicity makes things easy. That is the easiest thing you can say about simplicity. Yes, you're right. You're right. <laughs> it's everything that we do, man. I mean, it's, it's, was that the midnight quote? Yeah, <laughs> it is. No, I just threw that in there. That was a free one there. Yeah, I mean, we do. I mean, even time, I mean, even when we work on stuff together or when we work on vehicles, if we just try to keep it simple. Yeah. We could try to make it overcomplicated and be like, well, I need to do this and this and that and this. Well, did you even just check the battery? Is uh, No, I didn't. Okay, is, well, that's probably it. Is, you is know. there gas in the vehicle? Right, right. I mean, What's that's what we do. We, we do that to our lives every day, and it's not just working on cars. It's for everything. I mean, right. we make no, it, it so... We want to make it so complicated and and so technical that, and I think sometimes we do that just so that we can look like we're, I guess, more educated and then like higher on the platform. Yeah. I don't know why you're pointing to me, but I don't do that. I'm a simple guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I think. But I think that's what we. Well, I think that's what we do. Yeah, you're, we, we no, do you're that. Right. Yeah, we do. You know, we just sometimes we just need to just be like, no, keep it simple, man. See, I've got I've got a note about the simple man over here. I know. And, uh, <laughs> it's highlighted in blue. Oh my goodness. That oh. means that means it was on my notes. I know, but I'm not ready. I, I'm yeah. ready. I want to hear it. <laughs> a simple man is honest and authentic. They don't have hidden agendas or motives. They are easy to be around. Hmm. <laughs> As you never have to worry about their <laughs> true intentions. They say they say what they mean and mean what they say, but never in a hurtful way. Huh. That counts me out, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you point to me? <laughs> he just, just didn't said, want to point back at himself. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're so far away. I miss you, Derek. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm used to sitting next to you. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Mm. I know what happened. <laughs> we moved rooms. <laughs> he 
Yeah, I was going to ask him to rub my leg. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wanted to cheat off your doubts, but... <laughs> I, uh, I, I think we hit a lot of those yeah. simplicity... We just things on there. It's just we really do. We sometimes we just gotta go back to the basics. Yeah, that's we it. really do. We go that's back it. to the basics, and we gotta do that a lot. And in, in the things that we do in life, and you know, whatever career path you're in, sometimes we have to go back to the basics. I mean, I think Randy nailed it a lot there, though. You know, we've got to stay humble. We got to work on ourselves to not get in the way of the simple. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Just keep it simple. And we and we and we've been talking about that the last couple of podcasts. Yeah. This has all been coming up the, in the same direction, the same way, the and same we, things. And we've been mm-hmm. talking about it outside of here too. Oh yeah, it's, think, so. it's been coming up all around. No, and, yeah. and I'm glad you brought it up, Judd. That was that's a good thing for us to remember because I think a lot of times we do. I mean, we can say, "Hey, let's keep it simple," and in in ourselves you know we we start making it complex but when you got the group of guys that we have that can remind each other hey go back to the simple things keep it simplistic Mm -hmm. it's a good reminder so thanks jed so how can we keep it simple in our families guys Just do what I say. That's pretty easy. I mean, I just that's pretty. I mean, it's easy as you can follow get. the rules. Pretty simple. <laughs> how about I said it? Yeah, yeah. Why, Dad? Because I said so. How about how about be the example? How about pray together? Mm-hmm. Mm. Make Christian family friends. I think we got that one nailed. Mm-hmm. I think so. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> what a Christian friends? Yeah. Christian family friends. Oh. I had a guy send me a podcast, know. and I listened to <laughs> last week, and it it said to build up with your family to at least eat one meal a day or one meal a week, and then work your way up to five days to six to, days a week. Oh, to eating together, eating together, to spend time together, and of course, I was very you know you need to add in the pray, praying together. Right? You mean like it yeah. was when we were all kids? Yeah. Mm. Oh. Well, we, so simple back then. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it is at your guys' house, but we try to eat together every night, yeah. and we pray before every meal. Yeah. One thing that we did do and have got away from, but we used to take Tuesday, and we, one of us would pick a verse and read it at the table, and we'd discuss it. What kind of meaning it had for us or whatever. I mean, we weren't going to dissect it because... None of us are food sitting in front of you, right? Yeah. You're not. You're not all dirt. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Go back I thought that. that was interesting. You know, that does sound interesting. That's, yeah, no, I like that. Go back to your first one. What was the first one? Yeah, mm, I don't know. I read be be, be an the example. example. Yeah, be a leader. And you know what? That brings up a good point too. Is uh, the same guy I was talking to last night. You know, it's a mutual friend, and he brought up a good point to you. And it's not to bash on any company; it, it, it is not. It just it was a, just a good point. You know, so they they said that you know a lot of these Christian companies have like this the fish symbol within their logo, or you know stuff like that. And he brought up a good point, and, and he says, "Why do they even have to do that?" 
why can't they just set the example and people know right. that they're, you know, Christians and that, you know, they, cause they set that example. Why do they have to advertise that? They can advertise it by setting the example. So when you said that, you know, be the example, that's what popped in my head because this is a recent conversation. Sometimes I think if you're advertising that, you're forcing that out there. It's not really the example. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I mean, want, I don't want to bash on anybody's that company way, because but, I mean, sometimes that's it. Is yeah, the case, I mean, because the company but, I work for, you know, we have the logo of the cross. You yeah. know, then you know, you, and everyone knows Mark. I mean, he's just a great Christian guy. I mean, just yeah. I mean, just he, he is the example that people you know we, we can follow. Mm-hmm. And he's got that on a good looking truck too. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I get. I mean, no. <laughs> but you know, it was just like you know, just be the example. I mean, I if, just brought that up as yeah. an example. Yeah. Yep. But I don't want to bash on anybody's company or anything like that that has you know our our logo has a cross in it. You know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have to be that example. We got to be like you know, people are going to be like, man, what what is different about him? If mm-hmm. if you have that on your logo then you have to live by that you know what i mean yeah. i mean because because that's the thing is if you've got the cross or the fish and you're not living that simple life that jesus called us to in, in that relationship with him it's very easy to say you're hypocrites right exactly and that's the that's the most thrown out word that is known to man yeah. is you know christians are hypocrites I just say we're all sinners, man. We are. And I think being the example leads to making talking to other people the the best way to get there. And that's the thing though, is like, yeah, we're all sinners, we're all gonna slip up. And that's what that's what's um saddening when you have that logo and someone does see you slip up, that's what they associate straight to. And I'm like, man, because we're gonna mess up, it's gonna happen whether you got the logo or not. So just let us, you know, correct ourselves. Mm-hmm. And but what did Jesus say about that? About what? Hey, first man throw a stone without sin. Go ahead. Oh, I was thinking the <laughs> I was thinking the sawdust and <laughs> plank, but yeah. But yeah. We're held to a higher standard. We are. Yeah. Yeah. We are. Yep. It is, and it's. Well, we moved on. I almost forgot what I was going to say, but. Um, it's, Hello, Ray. It's your spot. <laughs> if if someone can't just look at you and tell that you're a Christian. Yeah. From your actions, are you really that Christian? Because we are different. We we talk different. We think differently. We treat people differently. Now, I'm not saying there aren't good people out there who might mistake be mistaken for a Christian, but you shouldn't be mistaken for not a Christian if you truly have Jesus in your heart and with you. So, I mean, it's also that that simple. You don't got to say nothing. Right. Yeah. I only had two on the list left, and he hit the one about reading together. At the last one I got on my list was he brings back the statistics you guys were saying either last podcast or the one before where, you know, the wife and the kid comes to church and then the husband, but hit the pews regularly. Regularly. Hmm. I think I think that would be a good uh, sim- simple way of getting the whole family together in that. Yeah, it's somebody, uh, one of those you know meme channels or whatever that I see that I follow on Instagram. They had, uh, you know, Jesus says he's he's the bread, right? He is our bread, our food. So if you only go to church on Sunday and get some food, you're gonna starve to death. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, why do you think there's a lot of people moving up 
in this part of town, Northwest Arkansas. I mean, that's what our ours was to get out of the busy city, and I wanted more of a simple life. Right. That's why I moved up here, and that's why we that's why we did it. And and sometimes you know we go back to those old simple ways, right? Like you said, eating dinner with your family, yep. you know, praying with your family, you know, having that family time. And that's what a lot of us want is just that simple way of living, yep. that simple life. And I don't want to have the hustle and bustle of the city, you know, but that, that's why we got to keep stuff simple, man. I mean, we want it. We desire it. Well, a lot of us do. But, uh, you know, when I was living in the city, I, I could all I thought about was just getting out of it. Right. <laughs> so. There's a lot of distractions now. I mean, there's a lot of distractions. I mean, you got a kid that's in travel ball right now. You're gone all the time. But, I mean, hey, you're with your family, you know. <laughs> but, you know, it's just one yeah. of those things. Uh, it, it takes up a lot of time. Man, there's a lot of things that does take up a lot of time. The sports, the, you know, the rodeo world, the, I mean – fishing it, it don't matter what it is yeah. if, if you if you want it to, to to take up your life it will yeah what do you think i i know randy's over there like oh i got one more guys i got one more oh uh, we, we've talked about simplicity quite a bit yeah do you have anything else randy mm, maybe give me a second <laughs> <laughs> while he's looking well, I got something that's actually a verse from our Sunday study that I think actually falls sort of with this about keeping it simple. To remind ourselves that even us as Christians, we don't have to have it all figured out. We don't have to have anything to be able to accomplish God's will because that's what he loves is simple things. And that was uh, 1 Corinthians 1 uh, verse 27. God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put shame the wise and chosen the weak things of the world to, to put to shame the things that are mighty. Um, so that's exactly what he loves to use. Again, you know, if you're trying to share the gospel, there's you're not going to get in trouble for breaking out your Bible app on your phone to read a verse or breaking out your Bible to say, hey, I got this verse, you know, save them. If you've got one you really love and you can't memorize it yet, well, save it, link it somewhere. If, you, if the, the simplest thing you could say is what uh, Philip said to Nathaniel when he was calling him to come see Jesus. He says, who is this man? He says, come and see. That's all he said. That's it. Come and see. That's it. That's awesome. Hmm. Anything else? Are you putting it on me now? Yeah, it's all on you, man. You're Judd. Judd's flipping (laughs) over there, too. Now they're making things more complicated. They are, Um, man. They really are. We just got done with simplicity, right? Right. Keep it simple. I mean, talking for well over an hour about simple, we're doing pretty good. (laughs) 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 Go ahead, Jen. What do you got? I'm almost there. Okay. Uh, I think. You know what this weekend is, right, Daniel? Opening weekend. Opening weekend. Oh, it's going to be great, too, because it's cold. Uh Uh-huh. They're going to be moving. They're going to be moving. And I got to work Saturday. You find uh, your I'll send you a picture. Home game, please do. I'll send you a picture. I got, I've got a uh, four point in my backyard right now. So I'll tell you there. I said next year it's coming down. Are you sure? Why? Why next year? Why not uh, now? 
You need a crossbow? I let you use one. Well, I've got my I've got my bow. Yeah, but crossbows are fun. Well, they are. <laughs> um, They're. I do I do need deer meat in the freezer, so hopefully I can find some time to go pretty soon. If not, yeah, I'll bring over my crossbow. I just use it. Okay, I appreciate it. I just want them to get a little bit bigger so I can, you know, have a bigger rack. And oh, you oh you really? Oh, well, you're one of them. You know, I used oh, you're to, one of them. I used to not be. I've only killed one buck in my entire life, um, because I used to be just a meat kind of hunter. Like if it's brown, it's down mindset, right? Yes. Um, but I don't know. I just I want that one trophy buck. You know, I have a little eight point, but I want that that one trophy buck so I can get a shoulder mount and hang up on the wall. Yeah, like if I've shot many many deer and. Then I'd be like, yeah, now I'm waiting for a trophy. But yeah. I mean, was oh, that over at your place? But that's what like yeah. I've got plenty of time because yeah. I bow hunt mainly, so I've got plenty of time to bow hunt. Yeah, so I can be a little. I don't like to. I don't like to bow hunt when it's late in the season. True. That's just right many. now. I mean, ruts. Yeah, right rut, now is gonna be rut, good. Ruts going right now. So. Okay, okay, we're sorry. Good. now. Sorry. sorry, we're talking about hunting. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we were being simple-minded and hunting over here. This will be the finished one right here. I just wanted to end on this one, and I don't know why, but First Thessalonians five sixteen: Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God and Jesus for you. Pretty Amen. simple. I was gonna say that's pretty simple, right? That's, that's it, right man. there was. Sums up a lot of what that's, we talked about. That's exactly, yeah, that's it. You guys ready for an end, a finish one? Let's yes, it. finish it. When simple, when simple faith, well, let me start over. When simple faith submits to God's power, nothing shall be impossible anymore. I like it. I'm like done. It. That's it. Just okay. Sure. You didn't like that? I'll, I'll so, give you another one. <laughs> That's a good one. Sweet. That was a good one. We're keeping on. it simple, Derek. So, hey, we've, we've discussed a lot about simplicity uh, this week. And so, Jed, thank you for bringing that uh, before us. I'm sorry it was so complicated. Well, as I was saying, we just got to remember not to complicate these yeah, things. Yeah, just, I mean, just keep, keep it simple, simple um, in everything we do. And we already have enough to be in, in our about. in our right. conversations with God, and just the fact of reading Scripture to start with, you don't have to understand it all. Just start reading it. Start reading and and keeping it simple to share the gospel. Man, that's it. Hey, so one thing we did a couple in the last well, the last podcast that I really enjoyed was telling each other what a blessing was that we had for that week. So. I kind of want to keep that going a little bit. And Derek, if you have more than one, you can say. You can it, okay? Oh, I can. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, didn't know we had rules, but I mean, oh, if, you, okay. if you want you, to, I appreciate. Are that. you guys okay with that? I think that's a great thing. Yeah. So, right. I sure was. All right. Uh, so let's see. Put me on the spot here. I'll have to remember to think of one the next time. I always start to my right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, um, there's a million little things, but I guess you don't have to worry about the big things. You can always just say something little, right? So, um, this week actually quite grateful that, um, my daughter really seems to be enjoying going to the American Heritage Girls. We found a troop that's not too far away. Um, seems to be a good size. There's lots of, you know, engaged parents and kids and, uh, just really reminds me a lot of what I liked about back when I was in scouting. 
and uh, it's it's kind of back to the what I think was the point of it, which is com- you know seems to be completely lost. They've made it much more complicated in the traditional Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts nowadays. And so, if anybody else is out there want something like that, look into your American Heritage Girls. And uh, there's a, a boys version too that's linked with them. I don't remember exactly what it's called, but. Trail builders or trailblazers or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, but they're usually they meet together. So anyway, that's it's really nice to see her um, not only find that same enjoyment she was getting from Girl Scouts, but now also it, God is involved as well. There's you know they do uh, uh, devotions and they you know pledge allegiance to the flag and say prayers to God all at the same you know all in the same meetings. And I think that's just really important for her to be around a bunch of other children her age who are also Christians too. I have a good one for you, Randy. Mm, can't wait. Autumn is going to be a Razorback next year. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a praise. Woo pig. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm just listening to others right now. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, a good praise. I mean, just she's, she's excited, and that was just her hard work throughout these years, and um, you know, she she got accepted to go to University of Arkansas. So, yeah, that's a good praise. That's awesome, buddy. Yeah, amazing. Yep, proud of her. She works hard. She's a, she's a hard worker. Everybody knows that. But uh, yeah, it's a good praise. I only got one. Yeah, I got one. <laughs> just what I can think of right now, just off the top of my head, just because Randy was sitting there, and I'm like, I know he doesn't like the Razorback, so I want to say it. Absolutely not, but <laughs> I am happy she got to do what she wants to do. <laughs> well, I guess mine probably kind of go back a little bit to last week and the revival. I really enjoyed it, but I really enjoyed getting my girls to come. And uh, Hillary was really focused and so i i noticed it and I, I i'm blessed beyond measure to know that all my kids have accepted jesus but i just loved the way that i could tell that she was focused i mean you could have waved your arm in front of her face and she was focused so on way home on friday night we talked about the message we talked a little bit over the weekend and i was just I'm just really blessed that they, even the older one, chimed in on the conversation. They paid attention. And sometimes you don't think the little ones listen. <laughs> you done? I'm done. I'm going to let you That's awesome. It. I, I, really, that's awesome. Here's Randy's list. <laughs> I have one because I didn't think either, but the only thing popping in my head is – my daughter's in wrestling, and it started last weekend, and we got another one this weekend and for the next couple of months. <coughs> but on top of that, I got her to listen to one of uh, my favorite motivational speakers. And well, Who's that? E.T., baby. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, she, she enjoyed it, and she liked it. Um, and it was funny to hear that she uh, went in – into practice and coach kind of used the same scenario about the breathing and of course she already told coach she knew that she heard it she's tired of hearing it (laughs) so (laughs) it's kind of cool that everybody else tells her the same thing not just dad harping on her so 
I just hope for a good season, a safe season for all the girls. And I, I love wrestling. It's pretty cool to watch. So, yeah. Well, um, mine would just be the growth uh, that's happening uh, here at the church. Um, and it's not just the physical growth, but the spiritual growth that that I'm seeing. Uh, everyone from, from the fathers um, – down to their students, you know, I, y'all talk about your kids and, and their growth and how much hard work that they've done. Um, but none of that would be possible without you guys setting that example for them and what to do. Um, and so as a youth pastor, I think you guys, uh, y'all, y'all have, y'all are more of a blessing to the youth group than what you realize. I think sometimes, um, because y'all are teaching it at home, and it's making it easier for me to teach it here. Um, so just the just the growth at the church is a huge blessing, and so are y'all. So, yep, yep, group hug. No, everyone's nodding their head, yeah. but they don't uh, see that or hear that. I know. Oh, I just let you guys know. Oh, group hug. Group hug will happen. <laughs> so. Well, thank you guys for joining us on Spiritual Debriefing. I'm going to ask Jed uh, if he'll close us in prayer this week. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this night. You've given us to sit here and talk about you and kind of dive into your your word here and put it all into perspective to let us lead and get closer to you. Father, pray for this church that we do attend here and the growth that spiritual growth and the bodily growth that we're experiencing here um, just keep us all on your path and have your will in our way father and thank you for this great group of guys we've got here that we get to spend this time to glorify you and hopefully we do it well in jesus name we pray amen, amen. Thank you for listening to Spiritual Debriefing, a podcast supported by First Baptist Church Hawassi. Please like and subscribe to the podcast so you can be notified when we post new episodes, as well as check out our past episodes. We'll be posting new podcasts every other Thursday. You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have questions you'd like us to answer, comments, or feedback on the podcast, please contact us through our social media or email us at dmeadows at fbchawassi.com. Thank you, and we hope God blesses your day.